With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Out to Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Our man uh, CB on Twitter has let us know that the same people who are releasing the ranch ice cream also delivered a product called Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Ice Cream in the past. Van Luden. You know, why can't we just leave Yelp well enough alone? Macaroni and cheese on its own is great. Ice cream is great. What do we need macaroni and cheese ice cream for? Ranch on its own, great. Yes. Come on now. I know we try to push envelopes and try new things. Yuck. Hey, it's going to be a busy weekend. Uh, we got a lot to do. A lot of basketball, Longhorns hoops tonight. Doubleheader at the Big 12 tournament. It's the semifinals. Kansas without Bill Self against Iowa State. And then Texas and TCU. Of course, the Longhorns just lost in Fort Worth not long ago. Their last regular season road game was a disappointing loss where they lost 75-73, but really didn't uh, play great in that game. We'll see if hey, they the can... same people that eat this, these ice creams, this ranch and this... Macaroni and cheese ice cream are the same people that can bite their toenails. Reach down, get their foot up in their mouth. I cannot do that. Yeah. These are the same people. These are the ones that can do this, that eat this ice cream. Speaking of nails, are you proud of me, Buck, that, uh, you know, I used to bite my nails? No, you don't bite your nails anymore. What happened to that? Give that up for a I made it a vow. No, first of the year. Oh, really? Now I I carry nail files in my car. Because normally when I do bite my nails, it's when I'm driving. Like I'm sitting in traffic and I'll just be... Chewing on my nails. It's me constantly. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I, just go. I bought a little pack of nail files. And so instead of that, when I'm sitting at a light, I'll just file them away. Yeah, no. And I felt NFL Sundays. I, I come but out you still don't run out I, of gas here while you're filing your nails and no, doing your makeup, do you? I, I still never run out of <laughs> I still never run out of gas. Okay. Um I gotta go see Ma Wah because mine's a little well, too long. You get yours done. You pay yeah. people to do it. I just that is That's one work. of my biggest fears is nail filers. Why? I uh, I it's don't so weird, man. Chalkboards, nail files. You don't, you don't believe in sunscreen, and now you're afraid of nail files. I love files. the sunscreen one. It's I like amazing. Nail, I'd like a nail file because then it feels smooth. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's been a, an adjustment I've made in my my world. There you go. Hey, also, adjustments in worlds are coming. We got hoops this weekend. Baseball. Longhorns are playing something called the Manhattan Jaspers this weekend out of the Bronx, New York. They have a where do they play? Have a baseball field. You know what I'm saying? Manhattan coming here to play Texas. Stickball. And they're not very good. This should be a wipeout of a series for the Longhorns. If it's not, be concerned. Because uh, Manhattan, and this is one that will actually probably hurt Texas in the whole overall RPI thing, big picture. But you need wins. You need to have a win. To find roles and find out who can step up. Because everything they do this weekend and next weekend builds to the following weekend when they host Texas Tech to start conference play. Uh, that's the way the schedule rolls out. The, I think it's the same weekend that the NASCAR crew is here and Dell Match Play is going on as Texas will play Texas Tech in baseball in a huge series at Dishwalk Field early season. Uh, so looking forward to that. But, yeah, you got to get yourself right. And, and the football this weekend, you know, 
you'll you'll hear a lot that the NFL's free agency period begins on Wednesday, and that's technically true because that's the start of the league year. But um, as a practical matter, free agency starts Monday at noon because the the, the owners put in a, a legal tampering period, the cycle of the forty eight hours of legal tampering, which means this weekend. You know, this is the last weekend to try to get your own free agents re-signed uh, and get them under contract to keep them off the market. This is the last weekend to make roster decisions. Like I just saw where the Vikings have released Adam Thielen, your Vikings, and said mm-hmm. adios to Adam Thielen, which is not a big surprise, but he's a good player, nine years. He'll have some interest as a veteran receiver around sure. the league, I would think. But they have Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne, and, um, you know, they'll probably draft a receiver. But Adam Thielen out uh, but those are the kind of decisions. It's going to be very busy for all 32 teams trying to uh, be ready to go at noon on Monday. Because by, when, by Wednesday when league year opens, most of the big free agents, that'll be done. I mean, all the deals will be agreed to. Agents will have, you know, the, the, the people who are going to come in and be real aggressive in free agency. Those things, those, that'll be right there on, on Monday. Your Texas will have Jimmy G. Oh, geez. Yeah. That we'll sound, how does that sound, though? It doesn't. That didn't uh, sound. You know, it's got to coincide with what else they do in the draft. I mean, if they if they settle for Jimmy G only, and don't draft, you're a not going to be happy about that. I won't be real happy about no. that. Uh, but if they sign Jimmy G to bridge to the rookie, uh, I'll you know that'll be a full off season assessment uh, for me. That's the but, part I don't understand. I mean, just because they know Jimmy G, they wouldn't leave the the big tall dude that's there already, and then still sign a young quarterback. Who Davis Mills? I mean, why wouldn't they keep just Davis Mills? I mean, I know That'd he's be my, well because again, new coaches. And yeah. there's a new head coach who was in San Francisco with Jimmy G. There's a new offensive coordinator who was in San Francisco with Jimmy G. Sort of expectations that if they brought him, they expect that they can win right. a lot of games with Jimmy G. Well, I mean, that's just how Depending competitors on what a lot are, of... right? D'Amico Ryan didn't come in to go, coming in to go 2-14. and 14. He, he thinks, I guess in his mind, we can build this roster with and, and through the draft and free agency, and we can win some ball games next year and put ourselves in the conversation. And Jimmy G has been a winning quarterback when healthy. The win healthy part is the big tag on him. He can't play a full 16 games, which – Again, your 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 offensive coordinator. How's that offensive line there? Pretty good. Uh, it was above average, I think, with Laramie Tunsil at left tackle and Titus Howard at right tackle. They they drafted number fifteen overall last year, Kenyon Green out of Texas A and M. He's going to be a good interior player for them for the long haul. They don't have a center. Houston will have to draft a center with one of their draft picks. Uh, they need some help there, but offensive line pretty good. By the way. Uh, let me finish, Jimmy G. If you're J- Bobby Slowick, the new offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. Jimmy G can help you install your offense, right? You're trying to install a brand-new offense with terminology. Jimmy G already knows it all and because he was the passing game coordinator in San Francisco. So that's where the connection goes. But Jimmy G will probably have better options. The Raiders? Maybe the Raiders. Do you think he wants to go somewhere where, where his backup is, you know, he knows he's going to end up getting I don't, a spot but I don't think I don't think there's any place Jimmy G goes where the team may not also draft a quarterback very high. Vegas. Vegas has the seventh pick. I think Jay will take a quarterback. Carolina. Carolina has the ninth pick. I think they will take a quarterback. Uh, you know, the, the name that, original, that that jumped into my head when we heard this Matt Stafford story is the Raiders. Why wouldn't the Raiders get involved for Matthew Stafford? Again, I go back to Josh McDaniel. If you sour on Derek Carr that quickly – you Never better upgrade it, yeah. And, and I think you can sell to your owner, Mark Davis. Hey, look, you know we 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 kicked Derek to the curb, but we landed with Matt Stafford, which he just won a Super Bowl. And you can sell that, right? You can sell that in Vegas, and whether it works or not, I don't know. God, Mark Davis must be going. What the hell did you guys do? What, what, what was Carr like? How much money are the Raiders paying Derek Carr this year? Uh, nothing. Know? Remember, they had to release him on 
But they still have to. They still have a cap hit on them, right? I'll look that up. But it's not a lot because remember they did it um, ahead of time. They did it on Feb. They had the deadline of February fifteenth before they had to guarantee like a thirty-five million dollar balloon payment to him, and they they cut him before that. So it doesn't cost as much as it would have. But it'll be some, but not a lot. But I. I but again, to your point of, uh, to your point of, you know. Jimmy G to one of those teams. Jimmy G can't guarantee wherever he goes they're not also going to draft the future. I think Correct. he's not in that position. He hasn't been no. able to stay healthy. He's seen as kind of a bridge quarterback at this point. Now, I think in his mind he can be a better quarterback, and I think that's what Houston would bank on, that we could bring him in. He could help install our offense. And Win we, some games. And, uh, you know, we can draft a young quarterback. You know, it may also give the Texans some flexibility to not draft, which I don't like this, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young and draft – an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis, who's a little bit more of a project. That means you're going to see much, a lot of Jimmy G for two years, probably. Yeah. It's only $5.6 million for Carr. Carr, yeah. So they could afford Matt Stafford, and, and of course the Rams would have to yeah. get a bunch of Matt Stafford's money if they traded him. So we'll look at teams now but that, that Mike Lombardi has reported that, that absolutely Matt Stafford is available. Now you got to start considering him a player that's out there that you can go get if you want. But, yeah, the point is, by Monday, by Tuesday when we come in here, a lot of the top free agents will already be signed and agreed to terms because, you know, that's been going on since the Combine. Absolutely. I mean, there's the legal tampering period, and then there's the illegal tampering period, <laughs> which we know has already been happening between agents and teams. And, hey, what do you, what do you think about my guy? What do you think about what we're doing over here? Hey, which, e, our, our buddy Brandon Mars, Top Gun tomorrow, Burgers, Beers tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And the biggest sale out there on that steel equipment, you know, the ones that you forgot to get. Last year, you sell them generators, yeah, I mean. Them generators and those chainsaws that you forgot to pick Everybody up. Everybody needed a chainsaw a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, they did. Now you didn't have one. Now you can go get one. You're going to sail. Yeah, that's their open house every Hell year yeah. with Brandon Mars and his team. That's going to be a lot of fun. Also, my friend Charlie Wilson over at Callahan's General Store, they're having their big 45th anniversary birthday celebration tomorrow nice. over at Callahan. So stop at both. And by the way, the Top Gun Rentals location is over on Anderson Lane right there in the mm-hmm. little triangle. Their, their main location, so go check them out. And Callahan's, they have live music, they have food. And I think Charlie told me that they're having a big family reunion after that, too, because the Callahan slash Wilson family is a big one. Nice. Through Austin. A lot of weekend stuff going Everybody on. knows everybody. Yeah, well, it's spring break. Weather's turned. It's going to be pretty this weekend. There's a chance for some rain, but uh, looking pretty darn nice mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah, free agency will ratchet up. I had this number. Uh, by position, the... For 2023, the current cap hit, the most expensive player at every position headed into free agency. Deshaun Watson is the most expensive quarterback, $54.9 million for the Browns. It's a huge number. The most expensive running back as it stands right now, Zeke Elliott, $16.7 million, <laughs> most expensive running back. Tyreek Hill is quarterback, George Kittle. The most expensive offensive lineman is Laramie Tunsil, left tackle, Houston Texans. Uh, also, Joey Boza is the most expensive defensive end. Darius Slay, the corner in Philly, the most expensive corner. Hmm. Justin Tucker, kicker, Baltimore Ravens, most expensive by salary cap hit of uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, $5.9 he million. Ain't anywhere. Nope, he's just Mr. Reliable. Bang him through. Absolutely. That's for sure. This is macaroni ice cream just as God intended, right? Yeah, I think not. No. It says, sorry about your toilets. Ranch, Ranch ice cream would do that to me, yeah. For hey, sure. Hey, sir, sorry about your turlet. You know. God. Sorry about that. And, yes, I did have the black outfit in college. Yes, What's I had that? The, the black satin pants with the black satin shirt with the red rose. Where was the rose? The rose was in the back of the shirt. And the sequin shirt, uh, sequin shoes, a silver with the, with the uh, red. And where did you wear that? 
Uh, I wore to I wore to a game. I wore that outfit to a like traveling. No, no, not on the travel. No, no, at home, <laughs> home game. game. Never got on a bus with that outfit on. I'm immediately thinking like Kyler Murray. I did dress Remember up. Remember when Kyler dressed up like Gumby this year when he went to a Cardinals game? I did dress up as a coach's wife on a trip to the hotel once oh. at Boston College. I just up. You cross dressed? I cross dressed as, as a female on the was bus. Was that a prank? It was a prank. On the coach? It was or a, his wife? Well, I mean, I sat up there where the coaches would sit. Are you sure this wasn't at the poop deck? No, 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 dude. It was going over to the hotel the night before a game. What'd you wear? Like a blouse? I had on the whole thing. I had on. I had. I don't, I've not heard this story. I had on fishnets before. Years. You put on fishnets. I had fishnets on and sat in the front seat where the coaches' wives would sit. Like heels and everything. I, yeah, well, I, yeah, there were some big shoes to fill there. Like size twelve. Shoes. I made where it. Where did you get shoes? Goodwill. I mean, there's some big here. Some yetis. Some yetis that turn. I need stuff to wear in. more of that. But we need to do something very, very important. Absolutely. And uh, you know, you keep scoring sports, and turns out that this year with our supreme lending. Uh, picks for charity along with Chris Waters, International Realty. The Horn uh, and the matchup against Coke FM, Christopher Waters and Supreme Lending, and our friend John McClellan. We finished dead ass last, Buck. Dead ass last. Come as a on. Team. The winners were the crew down at Coke FM, and it's time to pay that off. John McClellan, Christopher Waters on our Vaqueros Hotline. Guys, good morning. Good morning, good morning. gentlemen. Hey, how was uh, how's the spring? Everything good in the lending and uh, real estate uh, industry? I know it's, it's topsy-turvy, I think, would be a good good term for it, correct? It's a, it, it's an interesting market. I'm sure Chris can attest to that. <laughs> interesting. You guys are the best in the business, though. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. And, uh, I, I, you took my thunder away, though, guys. You know, you w- did come in dead-ass last uh, in the pick'em contest, which I'm trying to figure out how the Coke actually beat y'all again this year. They had some very strange uh, betting techniques, I believe. Yeah, they would have weeks where they'd all pick the exact same games. Right. And so we don't do that. We all Because we have four different shows picking games as they think they are, so they're all different. So we kind of knock each other out. But, yeah, we we did not live up to our uh, sports expert standards. That So we should be ashamed of ourselves, guys. Chris, I do want to give you some props, Chris, because y'all came in second place, which is fantastic. Man, and and you, uh, yeah. Supreme Lending and the we, Horn. We were so close to getting first, too, that last – that last uh, selection of of uh, wins, we were just a little off. And Chris, as long as John is there, you don't have to worry about winning it. You'll always be second <laughs> or third or fourth. That's just the way that hey, works I with that group. Yeah, so first place last year. You Come did. On now. Yeah, we handed the check to the Christopher Waters team last year, and uh, they, of course, handed it to a great charity. And, you know, I, I do think watching the standings during the year, we were like in first place with three weeks to play and collapsed and all the way to the bottom. That's how quickly it can flip uh, in these seasons when you're making that many picks and that many games. And it's so much fun, though. And, John and Chris, Absolutely. thanks for what you do because here's the, here's the, net, the net outcome. Coke FM is going to send a check for $5,000 to the Benny Rains Memorial Scholarship Fund. Chris, you and your team are going to send $2,500 to Chris's, your charity, which you can talk about, and John, to your charity as well, 1500 And then the Horn is going to send $1,000 to the Neighborhood Longhorns program. Uh, Chris, since you finished second, tell us about where your $2,500 will go. Yeah, so we're donating to Community First. For anybody that's familiar with Community First, it's a very innovative development uh, in East Austin where they are trying to help people uh, – you know, that are currently homeless and get them into, get them into a home and help them get, 
employment. And it's a, it's a, I would encourage anybody listening to the show to go check out Community First. You can donate your time. You can donate money. They're doing some really cool things over there with 3D printed houses uh, to help people get off the streets. And so, uh, as most people know, this is a uh, growing problem in Austin as, as you know, real estate prices grow and affordability becomes a challenge. And so, this is our small way of, of helping solve that problem here in Austin. Oh, man, I love that. And that's awesome. You know, as you say, I've heard, I know our friend Johnny Rogers uh, has been involved in the community first. And, it you know, everybody complains about it and the homeless and people and where do you put them. And this is actually a group that's, that's really trying to do something about it, not just complain about it, right? That's right. That's exactly right. I think that's a great, great one. And uh, I know yours, uh, John, has been military-related, and uh, it's a great cause as well. Yeah, it's the SEAL Legacy Foundation. It's a foundation based out of Austin, and they help the family of fallen SEALs and wounded SEALs when they come back with education, uh, housing, benefits. Uh, It's just a fantastic organization that uh, I've had the – um, the joy to hang around and be with a lot of these guys over the last six or seven years. Uh, but yeah, Seal Legacy Foundation based based right here in Austin, Texas. If you have a chance, check it out at uh, SealLegacy.org. Uh, they are fantastic, giving back to the guys that protect us on a daily basis that we don't even know. Yeah, and their families. That is so great. Appreciate you guys doing both of those and uh, all you know everybody that organizes this thing. It's a lot of fun. Maybe we should do like a March Madness bracket thing. I don't know. We need to we need to make amends for last place. <laughs> Because we did terrible. We're horrible. We were horrible. I'm going to blame. Uh, what show do we blame the most? Is it the midday show or is it the? Is it us? Are we pulling up the rear here? But either way. Hey, guys, thanks so much and look forward to another football season of fun and picks and talking to you guys. And thanks for your partnership with us and then for what you do for our community with it, Christopher Waters Realty and uh, certainly with John McClellan and Supreme Lending. Thank you, guys. You guys stay safe out there. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Thank All you right, very much. Thank you, guys. Hook them. Hook them. All right. There you go. Chris Waters and Soldier House. Did you know? He did. Yeah, man. Did that in three days, as a matter of fact. Three days. Yes. John McClellan, Supreme Lending, does my mortgage and helped us refi the mortgage. Yeah, good people there. That's uh, We don't just talk about it and talk to them. We work with them because they're good people and really good at what they do. Yeah, that community first thing is a really, not that John, the SEAL teams is always supporting them, but uh, pretty awesome. By the way, in addition to promotion, we mentioned what's going on at Top Gun. We're doing some at Callahan's and now those, those partners of ours. And we mentioned uh, also earlier that Craig Flowers, Buck the Colonel, Mm-hmm. He's now a uh, aspiring horse racing owner. He's you know you know not aspiring. Those dudes got it going on. They if they can <laughs> don't get the, tell my wife stables. Yeah, keep that keep that pony going. And that's not like my little pony. That's a big sucker to well, if you're, absolutely. If you're go. into this story, and you should be that that uh, Craig and his team are a part of a horse named uh, Confidence Game. Great name too, by the way. Mm-hmm. They call it the People's Horse. They bought this the, their little stable bought this horse for thirty thousand dollars. It's now like the fourth-rated horse in the in the world, and it's going to race at the Kentucky Derby, which can shoot it up, and they're going to be worth a lot of money. Oh, it's already and worth tomorrow, a lot of money. Believe me, the guys from Dubai know all about this horse. Tomorrow on uh, the High Ground, which is Craig's show with Jamie Frazier and the team, at 10 o'clock, they're going to have very special guests. It'll be uh, Kurt Godby, who's the former TCU baseball player who played with, with Craig at TCU, but he's really been the ringleader of this whole Don't Tell My Wife Stables. He was their you know, infielder, I think. And then... Keith DeSormo, more importantly, Keith DeSormo mm-hmm. is their trainer, and he helps them find these little diamonds in the rough. These horses. little athletes, yeah, man, uh, identifying the the good values that can that have a high ceiling. He's like at the NFL scouting combine. He's doing that in the horse racing field, and that's what's helped them grow that uh, that stable. So pretty cool. If you're into horse racing, learning about the Kentucky Derby or that story, 
uh, listen, be listening to your show. You listen to the high ground at 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings, but tomorrow in particular to check that out. So there you go. Also, you should be listening tonight and watching tonight when the Longhorns play TCU. Speaking of the Horn Frogs, they're going to play in the semifinal round of the March Madness or of the uh, Big 12 tournament. Uh, and you should be listening, Buck. How about on Sunday? I'll be here at 5 o'clock with Isaiah Collier, Patrick Davis, and guests. To, oh, the to, two coaches. You'll be here with the two coaches, Patrick and Isaiah. Patrick is a coach. Isaiah is the a coach, coach's yeah. son. Coach's son. Yeah. Yes. But they'll be talking about matchup zones and 2-3 zones. And there you go. Boxing one and you know, all the things that we'll be talking about. But you know, really from 5 to 7, we're going to have a special on March Madness because the Longhorns men and women – both, you know, going to be seated very highly. They're both having great seasons, a lot of excitement. So we want to be here with you as the as the bracket is revealed, starting on CBS at five o'clock. We will go with it and talk about the draw and how the Longhorns land, the other Big Twelve teams, where they land in the in the field, uh, what little matchups that the NCAA kind of puts together, and then we'll talk about it with you. So be with us Sunday night at five o'clock for the March Madness tournament selection special here on the Horn. So yeah, it's a busy weekend, Buck. Really, is. a lot going on. You're gonna be gardening. I'll be falling gardening. off your truck. No, dude, I'm I'm I've that's that deal is over with. You're done falling. I'm done trying to get to that part where I fall. Yes, I'm I'm being very very careful. I'm using step ladders to get up on the truck. I'm doing all kinds of stuff so I don't fall. Good for you. I'm not somebody, taking judo classes yet. Somebody Tua. wanted to know if Carly Simon liked the black suit outfit. This was uh, this was it, oh sophomore year. This was just about in that that time. Hey now. I mean, I took it off when I got over to. Because, by the way, at that time in 1970, it would be 74, there was no black coaches on the staff. So if you thought I was one of their wives or whatever, it was like – I mean, I looked really, really good going in. That was, that was like one of those Halloween night kind of games. And we're talking about the black suit, not when you wore the female's clothes on the oh, bus. Oh, the female's clothes when I was – yeah. I sat there and – Can you tell me this again? So you dressed up like one of the coaches' wives. Yeah, I sat where the coaches generally sit on the bus the night before the hotel. Going to the hotel, you know, the, before the game, I sat up front where coaches would sit. Were you trying to disguise yourself and as fool a co- them? Yes, I was trying to fool them. <laughs> I had long and long hair on and the, the stockings and stuff, and I fooled most of those fools as they walked right on by me, just kind of waved at them. They were thinking, "Wow, which coach has got this woman?" Because I was looking good, legs all Ty. yeah. Ty. You take a Polaroid of that, maybe? Because I know no, we have pictures on our phones. We didn't now. have phones back. That was kind of fun. Take a Polaroid because I know you had that stack of Polaroids that were in rubber band <laughs> under your pillow or whatever that was. <laughs> those Polaroids. There's only one of those Polaroids out there. Somebody has. Ty, that. Do you know what that is? A Polaroid camera? Yes, I know what a Polaroid okay, is. Okay, I'm just you asking. You go to the drugstore and get them. I have, I have a Polaroid camera. Oh yeah, they, they really? Come, they, they've kind of yeah. come back. It's kind of a retro throwback thing. Um, but yes, I've done some photo shoots. Hey now. There really? you go. Ooh, wow. Mixed, mixed company photo shoots? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. There you go. Don't <laughs> let those photos, don't let those get out. Don't remember when uh, Jennifer Lawrence let it get into the- Oh, uh, that's right. Well, it's a lot safer than putting anything on the internet. And once it got in the cloud, it was all over for J-Law. We'll be back. Wow. Be on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. And yes, E, I will be at Tractor Supply there and dripping for the pet uh, adoption tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So you don't think I'll have tears in my eyes when my wife says, no, that one can't come with us. No, that one can't go. That one can't go. That'll be at Tractor Supply and dripping. We're all over the place this weekend. Callahan's Tractor Supply, Top Gun Rental. Absolutely. March Madness, basketball. 
having fun. Also watching the Longhorns over at the Dish. And I'm looking for a dog. You're you're in the market. I'm in the market for you know Bar- uh, Yogi just turned. I almost called him Barney. E. Barney, Barney lasted was your for previous fi- dog. Fifteen years. Yogi just turned eight, so it's that time. All right. And you got the property for it. And, I got uh, property for it. Yes. And it sounds like it's time. Barney needs a friend. Yogi needs a friend. Barney's already got a friend. Oh, God. See now I'm doing it. Remember I got you calling Barney. Barney's Barney's a goner. Goner. But Yogi needs a buddy. Yes, he does. Yogi needs to, does your, to train. Does, doesn't your wife have a little dog? Thing deal? Yeah, that's an indoor dog. That's a what are those dogs? We called? call it a little yapper. It's a yapper. Yeah, I have a little yapper that doesn't yap a lot. Really? She doesn't. Mm-mm. She'll bark at the TV when there's another dog on the TV. Leg humper? No. Really? Mm-mm. No, it's a Maltese, like a little, oh. little lap dog. She's great, but uh, how about the cats? I have a cat. We got two outdoor cats now. We got an indoor cat, Fergie. Cats, she's cats are as big as a big butt. Jaguar now. <laughs> big butt. <laughs> Big butt cat. <laughs> well, no. When we got, when we adopted the cat, my son, she he had a the cat had a big face and a big butt, so we called her Fergie. <laughs> Fergalicious, Fergalicious. And Ty, you still got the dog? Everything's still good with the with the animals? Yeah. And over there, the we animal got, house. We got the animal house. We got my girlfriend's cat over here, over at my house for for the weekend as well. So two cats, three dogs. You bring visiting cats in? Like your? She's a big like. She treats her cat like it's, she's a person, so she needs a, attention constantly. Not an outdoor cat. Cat's not to get outside. No. No. Mm. Doesn't even want to go outside. Oh, really? No, oh, thank yeah. you. Where's the air conditioning? That's how E's cat is, probably. My cat? Oh, no. She, she's the boss, but, you know. Cats are only nice to you when they want you to pet them. Then every other time, they're mean to you. Oh, they just look at you like that. My cat's nice. She thinks she's a dog. Oh, really? Really? Oh, yeah. Does she dog bark? cat. <laughs> cat dog. She makes weird, weird cat noises. I don't, I mean... You know, I used to not have to deal with the cat because when we had kids living at the house, they took the cat, care of the cat. cat would hang out at my, with my wife and then with with my daughter. And now it's just us. And it's like the cat's always like wanting to come. I'm like, get away from me. You never bothered me before. Now you want to hang out now with me? Now you like me? Yeah. Get out of here. Uh, wow. But we're okay. Yeah, but yeah, have fun at that. Uh, always good to Love adopt. It. Hey, so they had the UT Pro Day yesterday, Pro Timing Day. Ten Longhorns worked out. You know, You know, four of them. Worked out at the Combine last week in, in Indianapolis. Bijan Robinson was there yesterday but didn't work out. He was just visiting with teams. And I guess the guys that didn't get to go to the Combine that, that at least opened some eyes yesterday, I thought, were Anthony Cook, Julio Billingsley, who, whether he's been at Alabama or Texas, hadn't played much football. So even though he's a freak athlete, he's got to get some – he's got no tape. And then uh, I thought Deshaun Jameson acquitted himself pretty well. I think they'll all end up in a training camp somewhere when it comes around to that. But part of that – so here's the deal. So here, I'm such a loser, and I enjoy the uh, the NFL draft so much. Ty, I want you to start doing this. If you go to the Pro Football Focus, pff.com, okay, they have something called a mock draft simulator. And it really is a pretty fancy piece of uh, software because you can see this in front of you, Buck, on our, on our screen. Mm-hmm. They have the draft order, and then you can pick the team you want to pick for, and then you can pick how many rounds you want to pick. And then you can advance the settings there, and like so, I've got it. It's like it's half, it's halfway the Pro Football Focus board and half public board. So kind of what the consensus is on who are the top players. Then you can you can adjust care for positional value, which which some teams really care for the the premium positions, which most do. You can also draft for needs, and then you can do randomness, and you can set it at less. So I've set it, and what happens is the 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 simulator will pick everybody else, and you can just pick your favorite team. So it kind of gives you a nice feel for. Who might be available when your team is drafting? Okay, and you can do this all the way through the draft. So let's just play it. 
So the Bears have the first pick. I push go start the draft, and it runs all the way down to the Cowboys pick at number 26, okay? Uh, and you can see how that works, but pretty fancy. So, But the first pick was Will Anderson. Texans took Bryce Young. Cardinals took Tyree Wilson at the top. C.J. Yes. Stroud to the, car, to the uh, Colts. Jalen Carter to the Seahawks. All that could actually happen. Houston True. comes back. So, so with the Cowboys on the board at 26, available players. And Anton Harrison, tackle Oklahoma, is the highest rated. B. John Robinson, running back, Texas. Michael Mayer, tight end, Notre Dame. Who would you take in that spot if you're the Cowboys at 26? Also, Will McDonald, the end, the edge rusher from Iowa State. And this is all ranked by their rankings on top of the consensus in the public. So I would best take Bijan, but they're going to take Michael Meyer if, if well, Bijan's that's, there. That's why I keep saying to folks that tight end, because you, you guys are saying corner. But if you look at you know, where the, the Cowboys may have to trade up to get into that top corner, because by the time they get on the clock, right. the you know, Joey Porter Jr., who you like from Penn State, was drafted by the Packers at 15. Um, Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon, was drafted six by the Lions. Uh, and Kid then, of Illinois has just passed that. Yeah, Devin really. Witherspoon is, is is already gone. So you're already down to picking the fourth corner, which you guys like corner. Well, if you're sitting at 26 and your your choices are the fourth corner or the best running back in a decade or one of the top tight ends to come into the draft in a while, and, and you know you, you could take Bijan or Michael Mayer. Let me argue. So here's the deal. Keely Ringo's still out there. Well, that's well, let me wait till you get to the second round. We'll pick 58 mm. for the Cowboys. So listen to this. So the Cowboys are going to lose Dalton Schultz. I was listening to some people yesterday that act like they were surprised that the Cowboys aren't bringing back Dalton Schultz. The Cowboys can't afford Dalton Schultz. The fact that they couldn't use the tag on him. He's, and he's not taking less money. No, he's hitting the market. He's right. hitting the market. And by the way, he'll be one of the, he will be the number one tight end on the market. Evan Ingram from Jacksonville would have been, but the Jaguars tagged him. So he will not be available. So the Cowboys, and those two are very similar in the way they play the game. They are. But again, this is Dak Prescott's favorite target. He's the second leading receiver on the team. He scored a bunch of touchdowns. So Dalton Schultz is going to leave. Um, now, look, there's a lot of high, a lot of thought that the Cowboys are going to are going to add a wide receiver by trading for a DeAndre Hopkins, or maybe even go try to sign Odell Beckham Jr., who they've already had conversations with. So if you if you were to do one of those two things. You're probably not looking receiver at uh, at pick 26. And let's also add to this that, that in this mock draft I just ran through the simulator, the top receivers are also off the board, right? Jordan Addison went to the Vikings. Right. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is already gone. Uh, also, Quentin Johnston. How about this? In this mock draft, the Panthers took Quentin Johnston with the ninth pick. So those guys are gone. So now, again, you're down to the fourth wide receiver, the fourth corner, or you can take the number one tight end or the number one running back. At 26. I wish I knew how good Zay Flowers really is. He's a little good dude. Well, Zay Flowers, look at that. Already off the board from Boston College, your alma mater. That go, he went 21 in this mock draft, this this simulator. Which, again, this is not uh, an exact science, but it's 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 a, as close as you can get. So that's where I think the Cowboys are going to be. Unless they trade up, they're going to be in a position to take one. Because tidy to the kid Dalton T- Kincaid I told you about at Utah, big-time tight end prospect. He was already gone when the Cowboys were on the board in this. Right. He went to the Giants two picks previous at 24. The, I, check that. The, uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars took him at 24. So, again, this is why I think a lot of Cowboys fans, you may be in line for Bijan, but you but it might be some worth more important to you to take Michael Mayer, the tight end, because you, you need to replace that person. And I know, Ty, you think it's Jake Ferguson, kid from uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, who they drafted last year in the fourth round. 
I know you like Michael Mayer, Buck. If you have a chance, I do. To get I like him because he's a two-way. He's a a run blocker and a tight end. He's big enough to do both. And I also argued that after his combine performance, that Georgia tight end Darnell Washington will put himself into the conversation for the Cowboys with their first pick. Well, then you fast forward to the second pick, which is pick fifty-eight. I went with Michael Mayer with their pick at, at twenty-six. And you know your available players, you could take. Uh, how about Tank Dell, the wide receiver from Houston? Little, probably the shiftiest and most uh, you know electric slot receiver in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cowboys could tank him out of out of the University of Houston. And I, I want to look at running backs because I did one where draft where Jameer Gibbs was still ready. There, no, Jameer Gibbs is gone. Jameer Gibbs off the board in this this mock draft. So at that point, you go corner. What about uh, Travis Hodges Tomlinson from TCU? Like him. TCU corner, tough. Yeah. Nephew of or related to. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. To, or you could take Eli Ricks out of Alabama, Julius Brents, Kansas State. Well, you can I keep like Eli him. Ricks. I like Brents. Well, he's going to be. So when you get to the pick in the second, this is why doing this is helpful to learn how the draft may flow is that, okay, we got our tight end who can replace to help replace Dalton Schultz now and in the big picture. Or we got our running back. Or we took Bijan. Yes. To go with Tony Pollard. Right. Well, you're still probably going to have to address tight end there. Um, so There's a lot of tight ends. You can still get them later. And so I, I'm going to take uh, – you guys, who do you like? You like Eli Ricks or you like Travis Hodges-Tomlinson out of a TC? I'll take Tomlinson. Yeah, he was a dog, man. That guy plays with the chip on the shoulder you want uh, out of TCU. Got the good bloodlines. 90th pick, the Cowboys own. Now you're talking about a guy like Devin A. Chain is going to be available. You're into the third round, deep into it. If you're looking running back, it's Devin A. Chain. There's a kid at UAB. Uh, but it's also the spot where you can draft Amor Ojimo from the University of Texas if you're looking for an interior defensive line. Um, you already have a running back. What about Tank? What about Bigsby? You like Tank Bigsby um, over Devin A. Chain? Mm-hmm. I want to have one bigger guy. Also, if you're looking for he corner. He is big, is he not? If you're looking for corner in the third round, a guy like Jalen Jones from Texas A&M, a long corner, might be available for you. So, uh Play with that. It'll, it'll kind of teach you about the draft. It'll also make you feel like a real loser because it's like, you know. You get into it and you stay into it. Well, yeah, because you can make trades. And that's what's really cool about that mock draft simulator pro football focus is like when you're on the clock with your team, you'll see trades pop up. Teams want to move up or move down. I'm the Cowboys and Bijan is there. I'm taking Bijan. Forget about the tight end. Right. I'll figure that out later. Wouldn't you kind of have to? I know yes. I just argued yes, against you that. You're talking about best player. Well, yeah, so if you're sitting at 26 and the top three wide receivers are gone, the top three corners are gone, the top interior players are gone, which you're already looking for, and you have a chance because it's just the way the draft goes that you can not just take the best running back, but you can take maybe the best running back into the draft in a decade, at least half a decade, and then one of the top 10 best players in the entire draft. So are you you saying that the other guy is gone from Alabama? He's gone already? Well, Jameer Gibbs is Slated to go after Bijan, but somewhere before the Cowboys draft at 90 or at uh, 58. So now there's a chance Jameer Gibbs could be on the board at 58, which is why the draft is, is a puzzle, right? Because, you okay, if you go Bijan and, right. and, and then you pass up on a tight end that could start immediately for you, well, then you could get to the second round and all of a sudden Jameer Gibbs is still there. And you're like, oh, damn. We should have taken that tight end. Now you got two Tony Pollards, well, but one is faster. Well, now you can't take Jameer Gibbs because you took Bijan, but now the top tight ends are gone. That's the uncertainty of the draft, and that's why it's such a crapshoot every year. You you think you're taking the guy, and then all but you of a sudden, won't get any of the wide receivers, correct? I don't think the Cowboys are going to be in a position to draft. And again, who knows? By the time we get to April, right? Late April, it's 48 days from now is when this draft starts. But there's only about three or four of them that you would take as a first rounder anyway. 
Well, and let's also say this. The Cowboys, I, I just get the feel, listening to Jerry Jones, that they're going to try to address receiver in free agency and or in a trade. You keep hearing the DeAndre Hopkins story. Um, and now they also might try to address corner in free agency or a trade, and that's where you've heard the name Patrick Peterson. And, again, if you do that, you're expecting Patrick Peterson and DeAndre Hopkins to come in and start, which means you're not going to draft a receiver number one. You're going to go different position there. But I don't want that old all-pro cornerback. No thanks. This says, why do the Cowboys need a tight end? Don't they have two on the roster that are pretty good? Well, okay. I mean, that's the uh, tie perspective. But guess what the Cowboys did last year? They didn't address it at wide receiver after they traded Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. They trusted the guys on their roster. They drafted a guy in the third round named Jalen Tolbert who never panned out. And what do you know? Even Jerry Jones and Steven Jones are admitting now that, yeah, we weren't fully – we didn't have enough wide receivers and weapons when it mattered most. Uh, And that's – you can say that, that, oh, man, Jake Ferguson and this guy Hendershot are going to be fine. Yeah, but they better be catching 80 passes, not 25. Or you lose Dalton Schultz, who's your second leading receiver on your team, and Dak Prescott's security blanket. Yes. And you're you're fortunate to be in a draft that has – it's the best tight end draft in years. Yes. Where you have four guys that legitimately could be first-round type players with Dalton Kincaid, Utah, Luke Musgraves from Oregon State, and uh, uh, we just mentioned Michael Mayer, Notre Dame, and Darnell Washington, Georgia. All four of those guys are top 50 players. So, okay, well, then we can draft the we're gonna We're going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to draft a, a tight end in the first round, and then we'll address running back a little bit later and in de- defensive interior. That's kind of where the Cowboys are sitting right now in my mind. The only reason they would pass up Bijan is to wait and still think they can get Roshan or somebody like that in the fourth or fifth round. But, again, the, the draft's about value, and at that point at 26. Oh, he's the best player the best there. Value, best value is yes. absolutely. And, and teams who are – and the Cowboys have been really good at this. If you take – they reached on Tyler Smith last year because they needed a guard, right, and they needed a tackle and an offensive mm. lineman. So they reached uh, because the other top tackles were already off the board. But it paid off. Because they did good, you know, did their due diligence, and Tyler Smith turned out to be a good player, and he's a he's a nice piece for the future. In this case, you typically want to take value. Who's the best player on our board? That's why you spend all the hours and days and years building that board. Uh, let's trust it. Best player there is Bijan. So are the are the Eagles going to pass him up at ten? All you all you Miles Sanders lovers out there, there's no way. Uh, what's that? Pass up who, Bijan? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's every mock draft I've seen has them passing. Maybe the Tampa Bay Bucks at 19 is the earliest you could see Bijan. But, again, every it takes one team that's not telling you anything that says, you know what, he's too good. That says y'all are way overrating Dalton Schultz. Well, okay. I don't think so. I, I don't think, I think so. I, I think people have been underrating him, actually, for the last couple of years. The guy catches a lot of passes. He finds the zone. And this quarterback, who is not going anywhere, guys, loves this guy. And loves he finds him. this guy. Second leading receiver on your team. If they if we're overrated, and why did they franchise tag him last year to keep him off the market? They would franchise tag him again, but they can't let Tony Pollard hit the market this no. year. Like when you can only use one, so you have a well, team that needs weapons, and he's me, one next, of your your weapons. Trust me, next week when you're tuned in, you'll see Dalton Schultz land a pretty pretty nice deal on the open market, which is what shows what your value is. The market will bear. A lot of fruit, I think, for Dalton Schultz in the coming days. We'll be back. Wrap this thing up. Get your top stories reset. Get you ready for Light the Tower. Glad you're with us on b It's Bucky and Aaron. Lock it in. Busy weekend. Lot to do. Like baseball, Texas Longhorns playing Manhattan this weekend. That should be a uh, – Longhorns should overwhelm Manhattan, let's be honest. And if they don't, be concerned. Texas State's playing this weekend, too. They've got North Dakota State. 
down at Bobcat Ballpark. World Baseball Classics underway. If you like basketball, boy, just turn on the TV. It's everywhere. Uh, the <laughs> conference tournaments across the country. You know, we've got our special coming up 5 o'clock on Sunday, the March Madness Bracket Reveal Special. We're going local with it with myself and Zay and Patrick to uh, follow the bracket as it's revealed and where the Longhorns are headed, who the matchups are going to be, and our conversation on that over a couple of hours on a Sunday evening. Looking forward to that. Somebody said on the text line, maybe Cowboys can get Adam Thielen. There you go. What do you think the market will be for Adam Thielen now that he's going to be released by the Vikings? He's a nine-year veteran. Man, shoots good free throws, runs great routes. He'll find the opening. He won't drop the ball. Son of a coach. Never be a problem in your locker room. Cerebral player. Cerebral. This guy's got it all. Great in the slot. I do like Adam Thielen. Find the opening. No. Find the open. <laughs> he's he's not going to streak through your secondary. But he's a good player. The, yeah, nine years. Real good player uh, and has been reliable as anybody. Uh, I liked him. If the Cowboys ended up with Adam Thielen to go with the with the optimism that Michael Gallup's going to be That means get you got two healthy, Michael Gallup's. That's what it means. If Michael, yeah, that means yeah, you got two Yeah, but you already have C.D. Lamb, and if you draft a tight end or Bijan, you've got another weapon. Because, again, if, if, you're, if you're – I think the Cowboys need a streaker, E. They can just go speed? through it. Yeah. Speed. Well, look, I mean, that the Cowboys will likely be at this Odell Beckham Jr. workout that's going on this weekend. He's, he's I mean, he's a, he can take he the top be, off of defense. He better if not he's hesitate. He better not, no hitch in his, no hitch whatsoever. If I see a hitch, I'm like, nope, we're not going to do it. If well, he's just smooth, like we Well, here's the thing for Odell, right? He, when he was trying to get back into the league in December, he is he is less than a year from his injury. Remember, it happened in the Super Bowl, which it is did. in February. You're right. And so now he's a month past a year. I would imagine he's going to be fully recovered and ready to go. But and certainly you can project him what his health's going to be. Come I can always I know you can back. always predict project him. Not to do all the have, things you want to see as a wide receiver. Let me, ask, let me ask you this on our way out: Would okay. you rather have DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, or Odell Beckham Jr.? I'll take Hopkins. Ty. And his six-game suspension. Ty OBJ. Uh, I take Thielen over OBJ. D Hop. I take D Hop over all three of those. Yeah, guys. me too. You take D Hop to go with CD to go with Gallup, and then draft a. He's gonna be suspended for six more dude, games this dude, year. You guys are gonna get tired. I'm gonna be on the Darnell Washington Come on, Georgia man. tight end train, baby. I love that guy. Six seven, jump, no, runs no. like a receiver, blocks. Why wouldn't you want him? But Bijan will be an option too. Hey, everybody, have a, a great weekend. Enjoy all the hoops. We'll have your brackets. We'll be the doctors of bracketology on Monday, right? We'll fill it out with you. We'll also uh, begin NFL free agency on Monday. We've got uh, all the recap of the weekend that's coming, including the Academy Awards and Spring Forward tomorrow night. Don't forget, clocks go ahead one hour. And we'll be talking about all of it on Monday morning, 6 a.m. If you missed any part of today's program or any of our shows all week long, make sure you check out the podcast page at Horn. FM.com. Buck, have a great weekend. You too, guys. Ty, be safe. Be part of the solution, not the problem. Hit us up. Light the Tower is next.